Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said fight. You can't fight. He said withstand. You can't withstand. He said stand. What does it mean to stand? He said don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it as fast and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello, David Baker. Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We're glad that you're here today. I'm going to jump right in and start out with a rhetorical question. Here you go. Are you ready? Are independent fundamental Baptists always right? Okay. Are independent fundamental Baptists always right? Uh, Well, we think we are. Uh, By the way, if you don't think you're right, then you want to find out what is right so you can be right. Um, The issue we're going to talk about today, I used to not believe it. Then I believed it. Now I don't believe it. Well, at first I didn't believe it because I'd never heard it. Then I heard it taught on and I believed it. And then later I didn't believe it. And I'll take you through the process why. You saw the title, Tithing on Gifts. What is that? For some of you, you've never, ever heard that before. And this will be something that I think you'll find interesting and the process of how to find truth and the things that are true. Some of you um, have maybe heard it but didn't believe it or accept it, and that's fine. Uh, Good for you. Some of you... um, Uh, have heard it and believe it and are living it. And if you're trying to live it right, you're frustrated and I can be a help to you. Let me say this first. This is an open podcast for anyone. There'll be pastors on here and that's basically where it's marketed to, but uh, there'll be church members that uh, hear this. So if I teach something that's different than what your pastor teaches, I would encourage you kindly to say, hey, pastor, would you mind listening to this podcast and let me know what you think? Okay. And pastor's listening. I hope you can see I'm not trying to uh, hurt you. And I I think if you get the truth of this, it will help you and it will help your church. Uh, I'm not trying to hurt. And uh, and uh, I would say if if you and uh, if I disagree and with your pastor, follow your pastor. I'm not your pastor. Um, follow him. And if he, quote, is wrong on something, then pray. Pray for him that God can uh, help him to see uh, the truth of that. And uh, I believe that he will and give him that benefit of the doubt. Um, 
because uh, so many times people don't. Um, and we can disagree on things. My pastor, Dr. Jack Howes, preached 2,200 times with his friend, evangelist John R. Rice. And 2,200 times they preached together all over the country. And I found out later they disagreed on a lot of things, but they weren't salvation issues. And they focused on the main thing. They kept the main thing, the main thing, and God was able to use them together. Wouldn't it be great if we had grace and love and compassion and we understood what the cause was more than having to be right or having everyone to see it our way uh, on issues. And I think this is what I think this is one that could be that way. So I'm going to jump into it and tell you how I got started on it. I did not grow up in an independent Baptist church. I did not hear tithing until I was 21 years old in the army, started going to a good church there and uh, started tithing. Didn't have enough money to, but God said to do it and I did it and God blessed and took care of it. In fact, I jokingly say God had the whole, give the whole military government uh, a raise so I could start tithing. When I started tithing, if I tithed, I wouldn't have money to pay my bills, but God said to tithe and I did. The next month, um, the whole United States military came out with a pay raise and the pay raise was more than my tithe was. So God took care of that. And uh, however it is, God's going to take care of that. You can't outgive God. There are three types of giving. Uh, alms giving is simply giving from one person to another. And that giving, you're not supposed to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And you don't make a big deal out of it. God tells you to help somebody, yeah, help them. That's not tithe and that's not offering. That's alms giving directly from one person to another. And it's fine to do that, but it's not your tithe. Second um, is the tithe. The tithe is 10%, God first, um, and to tithe on our increase. And we'll talk about what that is. And that's to go to the local church. Once you give it, it's given to God. And uh, whatever they do with it, they'll be responsible. You did your part. Offering is above the tithe given to the storehouse, to the local church. Um, but it's not the tithe and it's something special for a building or missions or youth or some uh, special thing that's going on. God touches your heart uh, to give. You give to that um, and it goes to that offering. I believe this. I've lived this um, for since I was 21 years old. And I believe it enough <laughs> to live it even when it hurts me. We started our church. Our church is just a couple months old. I would get a $50 check here and there and that was a great blessing and a help. We started with four people. And then I opened up one day, got an envelope, a check for $5,000. Wow, $5,000. That's amazing. And then I looked in the memo and it said tithe. Oh, no. The person that gave it was one of my heroes, one of my teachers. And, uh, but he went to another good independent Baptist church. Oh no, what do I do? Um, and I tried to talk myself out of it thinking maybe it's not the tithe, maybe it's a tithe, maybe he tithed at his church and just another 10% too. You know, I'm sure you would never try to justify that. Um, and it's like, God said, nope, that's not, uh, you can't go. Ah. So I called him up and asked him. He said, nope, that's the tithe. I tithe on my salary to my local church. That was some extra money I'd gotten in from something and felt uh, comfortable to send that tithe to another church. And I thought, I'm sorry, I believe the tithe is supposed to go to the local church. Um, and, um, and so I need to send it back. He goes, okay, go ahead and send it back. I'll find someone else to give it to. And he did. <laughs> so, um, and that's okay. I believe it enough to live it. And uh, that's what a conviction really is. And so um, 
Um, so the tithe, um, offerings and almsgiving. So, um, and we went for years on that. I paid a back tithe. I gave a percent more a year, every year for years to pay back the time that I didn't, uh, tithe. Cause I heard someone preach on God requires that which is past. And so I did that until that was cut up. Then I took that extra, I'm already giving it, took that extra money and started giving it as an offering uh, to missions, faith promise and going up from there. Then we heard a preacher preach that we're supposed to tithe on our increase. I believe that. And he said, increase is anything you don't have. So if you don't have this now and you have this now, that's increase. You have increase. You need to tithe on that. And so that is tithing on gifts and tithing on things that people give you. And like, wow, wow, I hadn't thought about that. Now, you know, if if someone gave me $1,000, I would tithe on that. That's easy. Give $100. Whether it's a tithe or an offering, I just gave that. But if somebody gave you something as a gift, I never tithed on that, never heard that. How do you give 10% of that um, bicycle or suit or whatever? Um, And so I heard that preached on and that's increased and that's what we're supposed to do. Wow. Okay. So I started doing that, started trying to figure out uh, that. I figured out every time someone took me out to eat, um, how much that costs and tithe 10%. Figured out every time someone gave me some clothes um, and gave 10%. Figured out every time someone gave me anything, how much it would cost and then gave on that 10%. It got hard. Being a pastor and having a lot of children, people were always giving us things. Uh, People would bring bags of clothes. Their children had outgrown and thought we could use them. It was great and we could. But how do we pay a tithe on used clothing? How much is it worth? How much did they pay for it? How much had it depreciated? It was almost impossible to feel like I'd done right with it. We didn't have a lot of money, but if I'm supposed to tithe on gifts and this is a gift, but what is it worth? Uh, Then my wife had a baby and people... Bought, brought over meals. I had to figure up how much it cost for the chicken, the salad, the brownies, the green beans, the tea. Then tried to figure up um, if it wasn't just their food, but the time they spent on making it, figuring their price on that. It would take me 10 minutes just to figure out a tithe for one meal. Uh, someone would give me a piece of gum or a candy bar or a Mountain Dew. I tr- have to remember, okay, I got to remember I got a tithe on that because it was preach all increase and God was interested in us keeping track of everything so we could tithe on it. Then Christmas came around. What a mess that was, trying to tithe on every gift that people uh, had given. It was my birthday. A month and a half after that, that was horrible. It took so long to figure out how much the fudge cost, how much the cookies cost, how much the clothes cost. Um, And then you didn't know if they got them on sale or clearance or top price for it. I didn't want to short God, but I knew that people didn't pay full price for those things, didn't even know what the full price was. I just heard a story of a pastor that was given something, and it was a decent amount of thing. He said, I need to know how much you paid for it. No, no, no. It's a gift. I just want to give it to you. I said, I'm sorry. I got a tithe on it. I need to know how much you paid for it. So now the man had to tell the pastor how much he paid for this so that he could save up the money because he didn't have the money. It was a big gift to be able to tithe on it. And so, boy, that just doesn't quite seem like a gift if you have to ask the person that gave it to you how much the tithe was uh, or how much it was so you could tithe on it. Um, Then if they gave something I didn't like, or didn't want, did I have to tithe on that? I took it because I was being nice, but that coconut cake, I can't eat. I'm allergic to coconut. I break out in hives, not really, but um, but uh, didn't, didn't don't eat that. So I have to tithe on it. Can I give away a gift before I tithe on it and it be okay? Or <laughs> do I have to tithe on that? How could I go to every store and look up everything that people gave me to find out the price and see if it was on sale so I could make sure that I tithe on it because God wanted me to tithe on all increase? 
I got to the point where I didn't want anyone to give me anything. Then I didn't want to give anyone else anything because now I have the dilemma I had. If they didn't tithe on it, would a curse be on them? According to Malachi chapter 3, there's a curse when we don't give God the tithe and the offering. Then I started thinking about my children. Uh, we started teaching them about tithing with the first money they made. We helped set them up with jobs so they could learn how to tithe on that. Um, but now they have to tithe off all their increase or they would be cursed on their life. They didn't have any money to tithe on the gifts their grandparents gave them. So we would give them money so they could tithe on it. First, they would have to tithe on the money we gave them and then tithe on the gifts that were given to them. We had to make sure we gave um, them the money so they could tithe on their increase before the first day of the week so they wouldn't have to give the fifth part thereof for being late and have a curse on their life. I'd gotten to the point that I despise receiving and giving uh, to anyone else receiving and giving gifts. Right about then, I went to God with a sincere heart and said, God, if you really want me to do this, then I will do it. You've given me everything good that I've ever had, so I'll do this. But God, is that what you really want? Do you want me spending so much time trying to figure this out for me, for our children and other people? And in a still small voice of the Holy Spirit, to my spirit, I was nudged to simply look in the Bible for myself and see what God wanted. This book, the Bible, okay, it is the authority. It's given by inspiration, and it is for all manners of faith and practice. This book has the answer. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So the Bible has the answer. So I don't know why I didn't do that before. It was such a blessing and relief. God had me look up in his word the answers, and it's all there. So I looked it up. It's amazing how we define words the way we think they ought to be defined. Increase. What does increase mean? Logically, I didn't have it before. I have it now. I increased. I need to tithe on that. Does that make sense? And logically, I accepted that definition. But when you go to the Bible and you see what the Bible says, then it is different. And freedom and liberty and blessings to be able to have that. The first time you find increase in the Bible, it is talking about receiving money for their labor in the field. First mention. Okay, Genesis 47 and 24. And there shall come to pass in the increase that ye shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh and four parts shall be your own for seed in the field and for your food and for them of your household and for food of your little ones. Okay, so it shall come to pass in the increase, in the increase, okay? The increase is talking about the labor, what you increase from your crops in the field, okay? The labor from the work in the field. The second time the word is used, it's also used to describe the amount received for the labor of their work. Leviticus 19.25, in the fifth year, uh, in, in the fifth year shall ye eat of the fruit thereof, that it may yield unto you the increase thereof. I am the Lord your God. So the increase is from what you receive from the labor of their work. When I saw that, I started to get what the Holy Spirit was telling me. Look at the Bible. Define what is increase. Deuteronomy 14.22. Thou shalt surely tithe all the increase of what? Thy seed that the field bringeth forth by year. Tithe on the what? Increase of thy seed. Did it say ever in the Bible to tithe on your gifts? To tithe on the increase of your gifts. Okay, uh, Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine 
increase. Again, what is increase? Okay, increase so far in the Bible, every time we've seen it, it is what we received from our labor and our work. Okay, uh, Proverbs 13, 11, wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Hey, there it is. Gathereth by labor shall increase. The increase is what we receive from our labor, what we receive from our work. And while I'm looking up this in the Bible, God has given me a great peace with, hey, I defined it. I'm the one who defines terms, not what someone says and not what logic is. Logic, I didn't have it, now I have it. Okay, that's increase, I must tithe on that. That is not biblical increase. Increase is the reward we received for our labor the reward we received for our labor. And a gift is not the reward that we receive from our labor. Proverbs 13, verse 7, There is that maketh himself rich and hath nothing, and there is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. Um, it's amazing how you say you can't outgive God, and we can't, but boy, the frustration, the time, the effort, the money, the problems. And um, honestly, there were times we were given gifts that were bigger than what we had the income for. And so I can't pay it on the first day of the week. So now am I cursed until I can pay it? Now do I owe the fifth part thereof because I didn't pay it when I was supposed to? Well, what a mess that could do with you. That did not seem biblical and right. Um, and so we rob God when we don't give the tithe and offerings. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. You say, where and how we rob thee in tithes and offerings. Okay. And so, um, so sometimes we rob God when we haven't given the tithe, but we also rob God when we haven't given an offering. The offering is God, pray, give. What do you want me to do about that? So we are to um, give. We rob God when we don't give God the tithe and offering. And so um, what is the biggest, best gift you've ever received? Salvation, eternal life. Okay, it's a gift. How do you tithe on that? Oh, I'm supposed to give 10% back of my time to God. Okay, um, really we're supposed to give our whole life to God. It's surrender. You're not your own. You're bought with a price, okay? Your body and your spirit are God's. 10%, I don't think God wants that. I think God wants us all. Um, the honesty, we cannot give a tithe of our eternal life. What is that worth? I mean, streets of gold, gates of pearl, mansions, who knows? You, you can't give a tithe on that. And technically, all the other gifts, the best gift, humanly speaking, God gave me was my wife. How do I tithe on that? The fruit of the womb is his reward. Uh, I didn't have children, now I have children, okay? I'm supposed to tithe on them? How do I tithe on them? Um, no, they're, they're the Lord's. Um, uh, they're lent from the Lord. And so the best gift we have, the best gifts we have been given, there is no way in the world to be able to tithe on those. Um, and, um, you know, and again, if someone gives you $1,000 and you want to take $100 and give an offering, then absolutely. Give an offering, whatever God touches your heart. Support the buildings. Give it to a missionary. Help somebody out. You can do it almsgiving. Uh, there's no requirement on that. But a gift, there is nothing in the Bible that is forever talks about tithing on a gift. A gift is a, a what? A gift. If God gives us a gift and we have to give something on it, then is that a gift? It's not a gift. Is there a requirement? I'll give you this gift if you do this. Give me back this. That's not a. That's not a gift. And so, when I studied this out, I went to our church and I said, "Boy, this week I received a great blessing from God, and I'm going to pass it on to you." 
And I taught this to our church and I apologize for, to them for teaching it, not studying it the first time I accepted. By the way, the preacher preaches a good man. He's a friend of mine. He's in heaven now. I'm not tearing him down. I'm not going to mention his name. There's no need to. He, out of his sincerity, uh, was preaching what he thought and believed was right. And many preachers uh, are teaching that because they thought and believed what was right. But boy, to take that weight off is amazing. I compare it to Rehoboam when he came and became king and went to the old men and the young men. And the old men said, listen, Rehoboam, if you will lift and ease their burdensome, they'll love you and follow you. The young men said, oh, no, you make your little finger uh, like the thigh of your father and put burdens more on them. Um, when I taught this to our church, it was blessed it was received wonderfully. They thanked me. They were glad. It's like a breath of fresh air. Some people had tried it and just forgot it because it didn't work. Some people were still trying to do it like we were trying to do it and were frustrated. Um, it was a great truth and it was a great thing for our church. And guess what? <laughs> Offerings went up um, and finances went up and we bought a new building and uh, the building's paid off and it's debt free and, and we've got extra money to do other things with. What a blessing that is um, because it's God that's going to reward our faithfulness and trying to do something to put ourselves under a law that's not even there. If God said, do it, man, I'll do my best to be able to do it. The sincerity of my heart to do right is there, but to define it the right way is even better because now we're doing what God said, not what we think. And I think this could be very helpful. So pastors, if you're listening to it, um, do the study, look up increase. Not what you think, not what you've been taught. Look up what the Bible says increases. The Bible is the best commentary on itself, okay? Uh, where do you get the right kind of definitions? By the context of the Bible. Look at Webster's 1828 Dictionary. When you get to the religious or theological definition, he always quotes the King James verse in there uh, to describe it. Here's what this word means. For instance, uh, Genesis 22 um, it said that God came to tempt Abraham. Did God tempt him with evil? No, James says you can't do that. So what is that? You look up that word in 1828, it says all the definitions for tempt like we would know it is to tempt them with evil. And then it says theologically, it's a testing to prove. And then it quotes Genesis 22 where God tempted, uh, where God tempted Abraham. Okay, the Bible defines the words, not what we think the word is. So when you look up increase, the definition for increase is reward for our labor. So anything you work for and get paid? Absolutely. You owe a tithe on that. 10% above, before government, before anybody else? Absolutely. That's biblical. It's right. Do it and God will bless you and pay out uh, a blessing for you. But to tithe on gifts, everything we've been given. Hey, you want a piece of gum? Okay. How much was that gum? 99 cents. How many pieces are in it? Seven. Divided by seven. Okay. Was there a <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, but should we be that specific? When you look at the, um, at the Pharisees, when they were giving them a hard time that they tithed on mint, anise, and cumin, okay? Mint leaves. Here's a tree. It's got 20 leaves on it. We picked 20 leaves off of it. Two of those mint leaves we have to take and give to the house of God, okay? Jesus said, these things ought you to have done. 
and not to leave the other undone. Okay, so to understand faith and mercy and judgment, yes, we need to have those too, but he told them they were still supposed to tithe on the small things. There's nothing wrong with tithing on the small things, okay? I worked this job, and I only got paid eight bucks for it. Okay, eight <laughs> times point one. all right, uh, I owe 80 cents, and I'm going to pay that on Sunday. God sees that and says, wow, thank you for caring about the little things and how God can bless and reward us. But to tithe on every gift, uh, please, if you look at it like we did, you receive way more gifts than you could ever, ever think about trying to give a tithe on. So relax in love and biblical truth. Tithing on gifts is not there. All right, one more warning. Church member, okay? Um, we ultimately have to answer to God so you can do what God wants you to do and have no problem with that. I would not go into the pastor church and tell everybody this great truth you learn and teach against what the pastor says. That's not going to be helpful or good for anybody. Feel free to pass on this podcast to the pastor. Hopefully it can be a help to him. He sees it the same way and he gets to help uh, his church out by a truth that you help him to be able to see. That's great. Or if you believe it, it's from the Bible. You start doing what God wants you to do. That's fine too. Uh, because we're going to give an account to God, but do not stir up or create or cause a problem. If you go to all the people in your church and share this and they get upset at the pastor and the pastor still believes it and never listened to the Bible study and doesn't know it, you just so discord among the brethren and whoa, 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 I sure wouldn't want to be a part of giving account to God for that, okay? So truth is preeminent and are we right on everything? Absolutely not. I'm sure there are things that I'm still not correct on, uh, but if someone shows me from the Bible, I would be glad to listen and uh, would change um, to truth, not to change away. Okay. All right. Hope that was a help. Hope I, uh, some of you are going, huh, I never even thought or heard about tithing on gifts. That was new to me. I'm glad I didn't go through that. I'm glad you didn't either. Okay. Um, but take the principle of how to find the answer to something. You go to the book. The book has the answer. Look at the first mention on that. Do a systematic study of that topic and verse all the way through the Bible, and God will put together the answer for you. It was a blessing when the Holy Spirit said, just go look it up in the Bible, and I did. And every verse I looked at showed me and defined what increase was, the reward for our labor. And God said, that's what I want you to give a tithe on. To give a tithe on a gift is never anywhere in the Bible. The definition of our increase, I didn't have it, now I have it, is not God's definition of increase. God's definition of increase is the work reward for our labor. Okay? Hey, um, got it. Uh, as my pastor would say, be kind to everyone because everyone's having a tough time. Hey, God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at the Fundamental Baptist Podcast at gmail.com.